Welcome to Fuji Love. This is the show that is all about the Fujifilm X-Series and GFX cameras, but more importantly, it's about the photographers who love to use them. I'm Mark Sadowski, and this show is brought to you by Fuji Love Magazine. For the latest and greatest in all things Fujifilm X-Series and GFX, whether it's news, interviews, and so much more, head on over to fujilove.com. Subscribe today. And now, on with the show. My guest this week is Jared Quackenbush. We are welcoming back onto the show. He was probably at the start of COVID. We had you on as a guest. And now uh, we will have you back on as a guest. I'm honored. <laughs> uh, but you could, Jared has been around for uh, a while on the show. You've been part of uh, a few roundtable discussions. And uh, we did one solo show with you. The last time we spoke, you were doing some pretty cool uh, heroic work uh, for the uh, state of New York in, in that you were documenting their, uh, their, their mobile hospitals uh, mm-hmm. during the start of the COVID pandemic. And uh, my God, that wasn't that long ago, but it feels like an eon ago. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yes. Good memory there, Mark. Yeah. I had, uh, I had gotten contracted by, through a con, through the company with the Army Corps of Engineers that were building the hospitals and, uh, for relief for New York City. And yeah, that was a wild experience. You know, Mark, that was, uh, that was one week before this COVID peak. I don't know if anybody can remember back that far. New York was building up for this peak. Yeah. And, uh, it was a wild experience. And at the time, I wasn't really allowed to say much about it or to share, but I finally had the green light. I was able to share some photos. But uh, looking back, um, it was a really neat opportunity that I was really thankful for. So documenting yeah. that, I'll never forget. So it's a wild experience. <laughs> the, the beginning of the pandemic was the crazy times, and New York was pretty much ground zero. A lot of people don't. Uh, oh, yeah get just how in the unknown everything was at the time. I know this isn't totally why we called, but I think it's neat to, or to why we're on the, uh, the podcast here, but I think it's neat to reflect on it a little bit. You know, we, I remember pulling up and just seeing like the most controlled chaos I'd ever seen building six buildings that popped up in like a p- period of 24 hours. Oh, yeah. It was like absolutely incredible. And the fact that like I have photos to look back on that, uh, it was a total honor. So thankfully the good news, they were <laughs> never needed. <laughs> so, That's awesome. They were never employed by any staff. So 26 of them empty, but we are moving on, moving forward and looking for the next adventure. Right on. And a uh, healthier adventure. <laughs> But uh, also in that time, uh, I think the last time we spoke, we specifically talked about uh, how you wanted to take your video work, uh, and you you are using uh, the the Fujifilm X system for your video work. Uh, I, I would imagine that's still the case. Yes, sir. So we, I own a small 
media and marketing company, and we shoot a lot of content for small and large businesses, a lot of people in the blue collar space, construction and things like that. And me and all my shooters, uh, besides like one Sony shooter, we're trying to convert him, but we all use Fujifilm. We all use Fujifilm. Uh, most of the jobs that we're on require uh, hybrid shooters, and we need good cameras that can, in a quick moment, capture photo and video. And we, I mean, it's been over three years now, and we ain't looking back. You'll get the Sony shooter in the summertime. Right now, he's enjoying his uh, his warm <laughs> camera in the wintertime. Right. That was funny. <laughs> Whenever we're out shooting. Uh, we always, us Fuji shooters, you know, I have, I have the silver, silver ones. So I'm, I didn't go stealth with the black, yeah. but uh, everywhere I go, people are like, oh, that's beautiful. Yep. So, <laughs> you know, but we all know that here. So, right on. Nothing new uh, there, but yes, we love shooting video mostly is what we shoot and been able to do a lot of really great projects. So, uh, love the system and, uh, learning more about it every day. And uh, looking forward to some improvements. We'll see new cameras. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. But I, I just wanted to mm-hmm. uh, quickly go into one of your uh, milestones. I would say uh, when we last spoke, you your uh, your uh, TikTok was but an apprentice. Now <laughs> yes. it is the master. <laughs> well, you know, folks, I. With Fuji Film having such a rich history of photography, you know, I just saw a unique opportunity to try to stand out and add value to, you know, our community in video. And TikTok came around and put a lot of work into it. And yes, I think I was probably the first podcast guest to be like, hey, follow me on TikTok. But it's done very well. And yeah. uh, for anybody that is a creator on TikTok, you know, I love Instagram and TikTok. But if you're on TikTok and you're looking for, uh, content centered around photo, video, but Fujifilm, I have a lot of videos that'll be right up your alley. So I have nice. a really good time with it. You know, Mark, I've connected with not a lot, but maybe a small handful. I would say probably maybe like four or five other Fuji photographers who post regularly on there. And we've developed a little bit of a gang and a community on that app and we support each other. And it's a few of them are really starting to grow. And so it's it's fun when you see everybody win together. That is amazing. Um, well, let's start with this. Um, where can people find you on TikTok and on Instagram? Well, what, for for the, yeah. the majority of people, uh, TikTok, uh, grown-ups ask your kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I love photography. And uh, I, Fuji Film is the reason for that. I bought Fuji Film initially, bought into the system only for video. And then fell in love with the cameras and wanting to learn photography from that. So Instagram is pretty simple. It's my name, Jared Quackenbush. <laughs> it's Jared, J-A-R-E-D, and Quackenbush. Sorry, folks. Just as it sounds. <laughs> just, uh, just as it sounds, Quack, Q-U-A-C-K-E-N-B-U-S-H. But you can find me on there. And then on TikTok, it's just Jared underscore TikTok. Mark, I don't know who in the world took my name on TikTok, but I wasn't able to get it. So Damn. it's Jared underscore Quackenbush. Is there um, like a character limit? I don't believe so. It was already taken. So Wow. 
I mean, th- there's a lot of people on TikTok from mm-hmm. what I hear. Yeah. So it's fun. <laughs> Uh, so, but that is going well. I mean, we, I think last time you were in the thousands, now in your hundreds of thousands. Yeah. I just had 121,000, which Mark I made out. I'm, I am proud of that. You know, I'm a, um, a dad in my mid thirties talking about cameras, you know, no dancing. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, For, uh, strictly informative and, and just uh, trying to add value and have fun. You know, exactly. I, I love the ability to take photos, to make photography and, and whether it is a little post-production or a lot, put a beautiful image on Instagram, at least the best that I can. And also look and and view all the amazing photos from our community. Um, and TikTok is another different approach. It's a little more relaxed. I can shoot content quicker on my phone. It doesn't have to be as polished. And I just try to have fun with it. So I treat them completely different. And uh, again... Just try to have fun, add value, keep it simple. So what I told when I told you we'd interview you, that was just a disguise. I need you to help me set up my account. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I kid. Um, I don't know what it is, but in my in my head, there's a mental barrier about joining TikTok. Um, I would say that means you're normal. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I don't like that. I I, I try to uh, aim for the abnormal sometimes. It's, it's right. a lot more fun on that side. Um, how was it to get started using the platform? I figure with you already being very familiar with uh, uh, video format, uh, it was uh, a little bit more it on the easier difficult. side. Actually, for me, just trying to find my space, you know, what I want to talk about. Oh, my space came earlier. <laughs> yeah, right. But, uh, <laughs> just, you know, they say niche it down, niche down or niche, wherever you're from in the world, however you say that word. Yeah. But they, you know, they really recommend that. And, you know, I uh, just took my time. I didn't jump right into making content about cameras and video work. Um, but, I, I just love doing it. So took my time making content and uh, on there, figuring out what, y- you know, what you want to make. You know, I have a lot of hobbies outside of, I'm what you would call a multi-passionate person. <laughs> so I have a lot of hobbies, a lot of skills that I like to do outside of photography. And I messed around with some cooking videos, some things like that. And, uh, Every once in a while, you may see those sprinkled in there, but no, it's mostly, it just took time. And uh, there's many different strategies on there. There's many different things that trend. So one thing that's been helpful for me, for any viewer that's interested is, and this goes for all social media, when there's a topic or something that's trending, I don't try to copy (laughs) the trend, but what has been helpful is, you know, see how I can add value to that topic from the experiences that I have being a photographer and videographer. So um, if the topic is working from home, that's trending, just I share my experience from it, you know, what it's like for me or just different things. So they, there's, they give you tons of options for content. You just have to get creative on how you can make it your own. That's a great way to look at it and looking at how to, uh, 
you're right. It is very creative in that you're, you're following you're following what's popular, but you're not necessarily bowing to any kind of uh, algorithm in a yes. serious no way. No dancing. I don't <laughs> dance yet. <laughs> not a dancer, but it's just been a fun app. I've been able to connect with a lot of people, and I've had a lot of um, the younger audience of creators. Um, go and find me on Instagram. And they say, Hey Jared, we, we found you from TikTok." And you know, as you're, I have ambitions to just add value the way that I can to whoever's watching. Um, so that's different photographers of all skill levels, right? You know, so, um, I don't have a goal to hit millions or anything like that. I just want to have fun making content and help others. But it's been really great seeing like this new wave of creators who are super interested in the craft that we do, you know, ask questions. I had a call last week from a, a Fuji shooter in New York and uh, had a call with him. He just had so many questions, how he has gear, but how does he get jobs? So it's just been nice seeing the, the opportunity to, influence and give back to younger creators that are starting out, especially the ones in the Fujifilm family. So yeah, uh, it's, it's been worth the investment of the time and the content. So there. <laughs> That's awesome. And the, the being able to have that tight knit community, I think is from, from my point of view, more rewarding than like the, the, the millions of, uh, like the millions of followers, but sure. I mean, you don't know if they're real or not. Yeah, absolutely. I kind of want both, right? Make a <laughs> make a nice impact, but also, but no, it's 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 fun. We just take it one day at a time and trying to be consistent. So, but yes, thank but you for slow asking growth, about that. But uh, to to your point, the the slow growth is um, is a steadier climb, and a it, it tends to in the long run, be more stable uh, where you're not killed by any kind of large fluctuation. I mean, yeah. there, there's, there's some, but you still have that devoted following mm -hmm. that you can uh, reliably count on. Yes. I mean, it's going to be difficult no matter how fast you scale or how often you post. Yeah. And so I, uh, Somebody I've read a lot of his books from and learned a lot from as a, a big coach on leadership, John Maxwell. He just says, everything worthwhile is uphill. So that's just kind of how I look at it. The pace that you want to go up that hill is in your hands and the tools are in your hands. But I just kind of keep that approach to it. Not looking for perfection, Mark, just progress. Right on. You know, that is a great saying that I'm going to have to steal from you. <laughs> you have my full permission. <laughs> right on. So going back to your uh, gear, um, back when we last spoke, it was X-T3s and X-T4s, if I yes. recall? Yes. And it. what are you using now? Uh, the same. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we also uh, have invested in the little XS10 and have had a great time shooting with it as a uh, uh, another camera, you know, to choose from depending on the situation or the the type of shoot or the need. Yeah, and that's the other reason why I wanted to bring you on because I recently 
had some experience in playing around with the camera. And I got to say, I am, I am in love with that little camera. Um, for strictly video purposes, it is. It's funny you say that, Mark. I don't think I've taken a photo on it. (laughs) Actually, I don't think I have. (laughs) I'm going to have to go back and look now. I may have taken a few test shots with it. Um, Back in November, I had it for about a month, and I was intending to use it as my second camera for a wedding up in the White Mountains uh, in New Hampshire. It was a great little uh, bed and breakfast uh, kind of uh, location. Small, small elopement. Mm -hmm. And I I just, I I could not use it as a stills camera. It just (laughs) did not click with me. But as a video camera, oh my God, it is like crazy intuitive. Mm Hmm. And that's just kind of how it went. I, I think I recorded uh, a, a lot of uh, a lot of test footage, a lot of background stuff. Uh, if, if you look at some of the video in uh, a recent YouTube video that I did for Fuji Love, uh, some of that footage is done on the XS10. Oh, really? Uh, Wonderful. Yeah. And so for, for you, what, what is it about that camera that like really drew you in and how, how much do you use it in comparison to your, uh, uh, X-T3 and four? I think that's a great question. Um, you know, what drew me in, (laughs) I have what you would call an inactive vlog channel. (laughs) <laughs> on YouTube. No, um we all have those. <laughs> you know, I, I I love I actually love vlogging and I shoot a ton of vlogs and they don't always make it to the public <laughs> YouTube channel. Um sometimes they're just, you know, for me documenting jobs that I'm on and I you know you know, I this journey of learning this whole new skill has been very rapid and actually in a very short time. So I always want to look back and see the progress and be thankful for the types of jobs that I've been on. So I almost document and vlog every, every major video shoot that we're on. And we were looking for something that we could use that wasn't an XT4 because in the YouTube vlog, uh, industry a flippy screen really helps as they call yeah. them <clears throat> and you know i love the xt4 i love it but those are also like our main camera <laughs> yeah and camera can also can be uh well i'm pretty rough on all my gear if i'm being honest <laughs> but you know if look camera's getting banged around it's never in the bag it's always out so you know what when yeah. they came out with it i was like hmm Excuse me if I'm wrong, but huh, kind of a mini XT4. It's got IVIS. It's smaller, flippy screen. Like, let's just try it. What's not to love? So I think for us, what caught our attention was, you know, in the internal stabilization and the flippy screen and the size, you know. And then from there, we use it to document. And we also use it as 
we do a lot of interview shoots with our customers a lot. And so A cam, B cam are always going to be XT4s or XT3s. And we're shooting, you know, 4K, 400 megabits per second, you know, 10. Yeah. Um, but this has been a great C camera, you know, another third option. Uh, we've even used it on a shoot as like a, like a fourth camera, just kind of like capturing almost a behind the scenes static shot. And it's been great because we love the colors. We love Fuji colors. Uh, there were some cl- complaints with it not being eight bit, and maybe you shouldn't even use F log. I mean. Listen, I'm not, I don't know about you, Mark. I'm not, we're not color grading for the movies, you know, (laughs) videos for the internet. So we actually find when I have shot an F log, it's been fine shooting a turn a ton, you know, and then just just make the slight tweaks to that. So we've shot mostly in a turn on this camera and we've been very happy with it. I love a turn. That is my go-to video choice too. I mean, it's so perfect uh, for, for, I mean, for what I use it for. Again, like you mentioned, I'm not, I'm not shooting for Marvel or, or, or anything like that. No big budget stuff. Uh, you know what? I, I, I'm holding them here in front of me and uh, XT4 and um, XT and uh, the XS10. I had to take the battery grip off the X, XT4, but um, that made a huge difference. But, you know, for me, it just, the weight was a, was a really great savings. It really was. Yeah. You know, when you're vlogging all day and you're holding this camera, it's uh, a, a little bit of weight reduction goes a long way. Completely. And being able to hold it, I, I used, um, what is it? Those uh, flexible little tripods, the ones that you can like ra- yes, wrap sir. around. Yeah. Stuff. The gorilla pods, they call them usually. Something there's like there's that. There's a couple it, difference. Yeah, I have a very generic one. Um, sure. That's practically disposable. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I use that and uh, just holding something out in front of you just weighs on you very quickly, especially mm-hmm. with the X series camera. Uh, the XT series. Uh, it, this one I'm able to go a little bit longer. Yeah. And, <laughs> and even just its capabilities. Um, we actually used it as the feature camera on a internet documentary that we shot of a influencer, um, a large influencer here in Florida. And we did the whole, now it included, you know, some document run and gun, a lot of like running around town shots. Those were all like, there was some interview shots, which did include an XD4 for the interview, yep. but 90% of that video was all shot on an XS10. And I'm pretty happy with how it turned out. Nice. Well, what kind of stuff were you doing that the X for, for, for this? Like it was strictly you, handheld. You know, we were doing the day of day of day in the life of a creator. Gotcha. You know, so he's a, a large influencer. So there was just a lot of shots following around his home, uh, around his town, in cars, in the car. Uh, he lives here in Florida. So we did some shots at the beach, um, some of the places that he enjoys. And, you know, I shot the whole, I shot it all handheld, you know, which I, I use a gimbal a lot. I love, I'm, I'm very comfortable using a gimbal, my gimbal. And I didn't do it. I wanted to test it out, you know? Yeah. And uh, it got the job done. <laughs> I was nice. Blown away by it. So, 
there's a couple things, you know, uh, that I noticed in the edit, but in in the like little things, like maybe some autofocus pulsing here and there, but it was always minimal. It always it kind of caught on when I needed it to, but some of that kind of added to the, you know, the the that natural handshake focus kind of documentary style. It, it fit it fit nicely. So, yeah. What would you like to see different about the camera? Like if you were to go on a wish list and give it an improvement, like what would be? I already know. A, you don't need that? to finish. A, a more durable headphone jack area. I'm yeah. on, uh, I, well, this isn't going to sound great, but I'm on my third. So um, <laughs> that headphone jack area, uh, is that the right terminology? Well, the place you plug in, not a headphone jack, sorry. Your mic, where you... Your microphone, folks. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> where you plug in the microphone. They did something great in the design where it's higher on the body compared to the flippy screen. So I do love that when I have a microphone plugged in, it's not blocking the flippy screen. It's above the flippy screen. I, I've never said the word flippy screen so many times in my life. But, um, <laughs> but, you know, the one I'm using now has been holding up really, really well. And I, I don't know why. I didn't do anything different than I do on any of my other cameras, but I have had that port, that connection go out a few times. And unfortunately they have to replace, these cameras are so small. They actually have to replace the whole board. So Ooh. it's um not ideal, but so there, maybe phase two, model two, mark two, just maybe kind of refine some of the, those things. But other than that, I, ha- I have had nothing wrong, wrong with it, really. I mean, we all know the battery life isn't amazing, but I mean, I have like 75 of these batteries, so it's not a, yes. problem. It's not a problem for me. Um, I would definitely like to see it go to the uh, X-T4 battery. Yeah, but for the size that it is, I'm... I know, would that be possible? The you know I uh, just you asked what to change, you know I, I love the the X bodies but you know I I actually shot w- with the XH one for years and uh, recently sold it to another creator who uses another Fuji shooter who needed another one and so I loved the grip on that camera I really did you know that's, yeah. it comes down to personal preference I do love how they increase the grip on the X T four compared to the X-T3. But I tell you what, when, I, when I'm running, gunning, just hand-holding this X, uh, X-S10, that grip is awesome for such a yes. small little camera. Like It's all grip. I, I never feel like I'm going to drop it. And I mean, just that little detail is a, is a nice change from the other Fuji cameras. Hello Fuji lovers, it's Stephanie, managing editor of Fuji Love magazine here. I just wanted to give you a little bit of insight into what you can find coming up in the February issue of Fuji Love magazine. So our cover contributor for this month is Brian Muneer, who gives us some insight into how fatherhood has had an impact on his photography. He also explores how the pandemic provided an opportunity to combine spending time with his son and taking epic landscape shots, which led to a surprising photo series with his son as the subject. 
Take Kayo brings us his latest instalment of Take's Corner, where he shares with us his favourite X-mount cameras of the past 10 years, as we look forward to Fujifilm's new offerings due to be announced at the next X-Summit in May. Abigail Fahi, meanwhile, brings us our photo essay for this month, with an incredibly raw and honest account of undergoing treatment for breast cancer. Next up is Nils Leithold, with a fascinating account of how studying landscape science has taken him on an exciting journey into landscape photography. Our first interview for this month is with Kurt Bob, who shares with us how asking big questions about life goes hand in hand with his photography, as well as his process for creative portraiture. Next up is our monthly From the Feed feature, where we're sharing four popular images from hashtag MyFujiLove on Instagram. For our second interview this month, we're chatting to Petronella Legemois about her passion for documenting multicultural love stories and how her own experiences as a Ugandan who was raised in Zimbabwe and then the US showed her the importance of celebrating people's different cultural heritages. Continuing her series on travel photography is Riza's Vot, who shares why she didn't fall in love with the city of Lisbon at first sight and gives us some helpful tips when it comes to photographing cities. Rounding off our February issue, Ibarian X Pirello continues his series on rediscovering photography with a look at how setting aside some time to cull and edit his work led to him making an interesting series of diptychs as a way of rediscovering his old work in new ways. We'd love for you to join us inside the February issue of Fuji Love magazine. Right now, uh, nothing is, I guess, official, although I keep hearing different things about that even. But uh, we're we're possibly coming close to the the launch of the X-H2. Is that something that you're looking forward to? So – well, yes, <laughs> I love gear. <laughs> I love gear. And, you know, I'm actually, this is the longest I've gone without purchasing like a new camera. I know that may sound sad, but I, I love gear, you know? Um, and I, I'm definitely going to want to look into it just because I get excited about new tech. Not that I need it, yeah. but I, I love advancements in technology, especially around something that I'm passionate about, you know? So if it fits what I need, I'm definitely going to look into it. So yeah, as a video first Fuji shooter, which I'm assuming there's becoming more and more of us, it's, I'm super interested in it. Absolutely. I, what, what do you think, you know, being the, the, the dedicated video uh, person, what do you think would be the best feature announced uh, on the X-H2? Mm. I mean, there's the usual, yeah. you know, it's going to probably have like the kick-ass IBIS autofocusing system. It's I, supposed you know, to. Yeah. A lot of video, I know quite a few videographers who use these and it's almost 50, 50 where I see guys that are like, we hate the autofocus because it's unreliable. Yeah. And there's folks like me who are like, I think it's user error or, or other that we're just lucky. Like we're, you know, I shot several interviews today all on uh, face and auto eye and 
didn't have a problem. So is it perfect? No, but I would say it's very reliable while others don't, you know, so maybe that's something that they could look into. I don't know if that's more of a hardware or software feature, but for me, I would love to see a little bit better performance in low light. Yep. Um, especially after you shoot after I, my, my one shooter who's holding out on us has uh, a few of the new Sony cameras and they're just, they just do a great job in low light. I mean, they just do a great job. Yeah. Um, and I'm not looking for that good of performance, but it would be great. It would definitely be great. I know we're working with smaller sensors, but, uh, I know they can do it. I know they can give us better uh, noise reduction and not, not digital noise reduction, you know? So I don't know if that means lots of times that means, you know, less megapixels, but larger. So we'll see what they do. Apparently there's rumors of two different options, but we'll kind of see what happens. We have the new lenses as well. That's supposed to be able to Mm. take advantage of the uh, larger resolution and be able to resolve a lot more of the imaging well, so I wonder if that's which, going to which lenses are those off the, if you don't mind me, uh, the brand new ones that were just recently announced. Like okay. we have the eighteen millimeter, the new. Uh, I oh think, yes, okay. Uh, the beautiful lens, by the way. Oh yeah, the eighteen millimeter is just amazing, and the new twenty three millimeter and so forth. Like th- those, those are like the start of. Uh, the, the new process and, and being, being able to like fully resolve the, 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 the photos. So when you get this new uh, sensor that's coming out, they, they've, they, they, these lenses are already mm-hmm. geared towards being able to um, make the most of that from, from what. I mean, I would Fuji love to see said. that, you know, I want to be careful what I say on a Fuji love podcast, you know, but that's probably my biggest issue as a video shooter is the lens options. Yeah. Um, no, it, we I mean, never, we our, our, our number one lens is a, is a mounted Sigma lens, E mount Canon EF mount, <laughs> you know? So and I get that. Like the, the, a lot of the earlier, and you know, we're Fuji love, but we're not, you know, we're not Fuji. So we're a lot of worship. Yeah. We're not, you know, we don't have to bow down to the idol completely, but no, we, we love the brand, but uh, you know, as a video shooter, I would love to see some, some faster glass, you know, uh, and Fuji makes some great, great lenses. Um, I think probably my, my favorite lens for shooting video is probably that 50 to 140. But um, it just it just does a great job with what I need when we're shooting a lot of people on roofs. And if if I don't want to get the drone out for a shot, it's a great great lens, and uh, the stabilization's great. But um, I have a lot of a lot of Fuji glass, and but uh, I would love maybe some faster zooms if they were if that was something that they could do for us, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah. Probably my biggest gripe as a video shooter is some of the lens <laughs> options. Well, what about the? I think this is at the time of this recording. This is pretty recent, but uh, Sigma is going to make some uh, some Fuji lenses. Yeah, and listen, I'm a small business owner, and 
I mean, I hate competition when it comes into my area, but when there is competition, it raises the standard, right? Yes. And that's just all we want. You know, some of my best videos on YouTube in the last uh, year and a half have been reviewing those Viltrox lenses, Mark, those Viltrox, like a budget, you know, but they're 1.4 primes. Yeah. Dude, I've used a lot of them for for video interviews, A, a lot of them. Maybe, maybe I set the focus to manual, but, <laughs> but <laughs> they've, they've given me the look that I wanted almost every time, believe it or not. So, okay. So I got, I, this is a good, this is going to help yeah, me a lot more too. Yeah. The, the Viltrux. I have not been able to try Viltrux yet. Uh, although it wouldn't be that hard to just buy one and return it no i mean and i'm actually as a vlogger i'm super excited about to they're about to come out with the a 13 millimeters 1.4 i I know you can pre-order it i don't know if it's available yet but i mean i will a hundred percent be ordering that and testing it out uh i'll probably only it's way too wide for me to probably do interviews with but I, i will be using it I mean, right now my vlog lens is the Fuji. It's an old lens, but older. I mean, I don't actually, I don't know when this was released. I'm looking at it right now. It looks old. The 14 mil 2.8 is my, um, go to Fuji, uh, vlog. I just use a prime for the, for the longest time, Mark, I was using this 16 to 55 2.8. It was just too big and too heavy. It was, it was great option if you wanted that zoom, but just yep. been using the 14 prime, but uh, I'd definitely be trying that. But the other ones have been great. Started with the 85. I mean, for what you, you, we have to have proper expectations here, right? It's a third party lens and they're made to be affordable, but build wise, they've been fairly solid. Yes. There's things I could nitpick. I, I like a, I don't like a smooth aperture ring. I like feeling that feedback of the click. Yeah. But, um, and, and you could see feedback in those YouTube videos about them, but they've been very happy with them for what I need. I, I I really mean that very, I, I, I know bouquet is in everything and, and I'm also, yeah. I've been teasing with some other creatives, like doing a series on what is not cinematic, <laughs> just like, <laughs> you know, slow motion of your girlfriend in the woods is not necessarily cinematic, you know, <laughs> or like, uh, like an obscene amount of bouquet as much Okay, as possible is not cinematic <laughs> or just because it's 120 frames per second doesn't make it, you know, so like just kind of have fun yeah. with it, not bashing anybody, but have fun. But uh, I tell you what, I mean, listen, we're shooting on crop sensors, you know, so I mean, a 1.4 is not a true 1.4, but it, it, it looks sharp. It looks nice. It, it, it gets the job done. It totally does. And I, so I'm going to take a watch uh, uh, of these Viltrux videos. Uh, I, I, your point of view, I, I absolutely respect. So well, I'll, I'll check it out. Yeah, and um, if anybody has questions, I get I've gotten a lot of questions on it, and and I love giving feedback. You know, and some of those were done, Mark. You know, uh, before some. Here's what else they've done. Though whoever is in charge of that project, they actually have been updating. There was problems with like. Uh, snappy like the autofocus being too snappy and things like that they updated it and fixed it very fast so nice so you may see some things on those videos depending on when they were released but yeah so firmware up you're mentioning like it's a firmware update on the lens 
Yes. So there's just a micro USB port on the back. You could just plug it, drag, just drag and drop the, you know, download the update from Viltrox. But I just, what I mean is just the support from them is not what I expected from a third party budget manufacturer. You know, that's amazing. It's been pretty good, pretty great. And that's just my opinion, you know, so I, they all could have new updates. I don't know. All I know is right now they're working for me. So I haven't even checked. So, yeah, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, it's, and you're absolutely right. Like if a third party lens can make your experience better, uh, it's only going to make Fujifilm do that much more to make their lens. I mean, Sigma is a much you know, a, a brand with a lot of history and a good name and, you know, quality for a, a more entry-level price. And, I mean, my all-time lens, I mean, probably for photo and video, like just when we're hybrid shooting is a Sigma 18-35, to 35, 1.8. Yeah. And, you know, if they start making some Fuji glass, I mean, food, we know for the most part that Fuji makes really good glass. I mean, they do, you know, they yep. I feel like they put a lot of research and a lot of care and a lot of thought into what they're providing us. You know, if there's that competition, it's, I just, I think it'll be a win-win for everybody. I gotta say, I, I am curious to see what an art lens would do on a Fuji camera. <laughs> yeah. And I'll probably <laughs> love it, you know? So let's, let's, let's go. Uh, crank up that saturation, make everything look like Wonka land. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> um, right on. Um, so with, uh, I mean, again, your, your, your success with uh, your community on, on uh, TikTok, uh, you're doing super awesome on Instagram and everything. Um, where do you, where do you want to explore next with, Mm. uh, your path? I know you have your business side, but you've been doing a lot of really cool creative stuff that has been growing. And and so what, what do you see is next, uh, to tackle? You know, I, I really enjoy learning from photographers, you know, you've had some great people on here. Uh, the most recent one I listened to was the gentleman who's a like prestigious photography up in Washington and just yeah. hearing those people who have, you know, such a, a knowledge and a love and a passion and, and experience, you know, I, I was an internet shooter first and then, you know, I was learning to shoot on a phone first and you I've really um, just tried to learn the cr- the the craft. You know, I yeah. remember the first time, uh, Mark. It was. I mean, I didn't even. This has happened <laughs> fast. I mean, I didn't even own a camera. Like the Fuji was my first camera, and that was like three years ago. Yeah. Now I have a. Anyways, I've been very blessed, and and it's thanks to a really good a community community of people around me on the internet and in person who have invested and supported me. You know, and and educated me. So. Could not have done it um, fully by myself, but um, it's just learning more about it. I, I remember the first time someone was explaining composition to me. I was like, like reading hieroglyphics off an Egyptian wall. Um, I was like, <laughs> "What do you mean composition?" You know, like, the first time someone explained rule of thirds to me, I was like, "This is so interesting." You know, so 
you know, when it comes to creatives, it's when it comes to what do I want to create next creatively, you know, I spent the last year really learning a lot about interviewing and not just from a, a cinematography point of view. Yes. Mm -hmm. I learned a lot about lighting and different lighting options and constantly thinking, how can I make this better? How can I make this better? How can I make this better? Not perfect, but man, here's, I'm coming up on a shoot. How can I make this a little bit better than the last shoot? You know, what can I do? And it's just constantly growing, you know? So I found out through that, through my pursuit of wanting to shoot more visually pleasing interview videos, I fell in love with interviewing people um, and really studied some great interviewers and read some really great books and, you know, fell in love with interviewing people, Mark. Yeah. So, you know, I don't, as far as that's where I've progressed in the last year, I'm actively searching for what I'm going to have fun shooting next. Um, we just finished our first little uh, documentary and, and that was a ton of fun, ton of fun. I, I just want to, I'm just, I, I am open to go wherever this camera takes me and wherever the opportunities take me. So I think this year moving forward, I'm actually working with um, a lot of really great internet creators, you know, that I've been able to meet on these platforms and, tell their story beyond just the TikTok videos they make, tell their story beyond the funny videos or whatever content they make. And I'm just enjoying, you know what, this season, I'm just trying to go a little bit deeper in that to not to be the hero of any story, but to be the guide of other stories. And it's kind of a lot like what you do here, you know, and just kind of keep going into that and see where it takes me. But it's been, I think a lot of people, you know, in, in the last year I've interviewed a lot of people and a lot of people don't think what they do is important. They don't think what their story is. They don't think their story is important and that couldn't be farther from the truth. So to be a little bit of a catalyst in, in sharing that and getting that out of them, you know, I just, for right now, I want to work on doing that better. And if that means one day I'm interviewing a, a TikTok star and next it is interviewing a school teacher I'm just going to keep flowing with it. Awesome. That, that is such amazing passion. And, and it just, I, 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 the way you describe everything, I just can't wait mm. to see it all. Well, thank you. That means <laughs> a lot to me. I, can, and then can there be a little bit of mystery? Like, I don't know. You know, I don't know fully what could be it. You know, I could get a call for something. Uh, one thing I would love in this year is is to maybe connect. You know, the, the last couple of years have been tough for a lot of people. Yeah. I feel like we've never been more connected, but more disconnected I don't, in many ways. But uh, as, as things are getting better, hopefully, for most people, I, I've been able to connect with a lot of people on the internet. A lot of shooters that I really respect and look up to, many in in the Fuji film community, and you know, I hope this year I can actually, you know, maybe connect with them, you know, one on one, maybe shoot with them. How can I collaborate with more people? Because how can I? Maybe it's a photo walk, maybe it's a group meetup. Because gosh, I mean, I love I, one thing with a background of as, as an educator. I was a school teacher before this. 
I think most educators love to be educated. So um, I just love being around other people and learning from them, seeing things from their point of view. And uh, yeah, there's a little bit of mystery there. So we'll see what, we'll see where else we go. I'm flexible. <laughs> right on, man. Hey, could you share the document kind of circling back to the documentary? Um, I mean, absolutely. If anybody wants to check it out, uh, we had the opportunity to shoot uh, a gentleman in, in Florida named Anthony Ramondi. Um, it has a little bit of a political connotation and we know how uh, polarizing politics can be, but uh, he was just a creator who was had almost a million followers and he got banned from TikTok without any reason, anybody telling him and uh, uh, for maybe some of the videos he was making. And my job was to go and get his story from his experience. And it went from telling the story of, you know, maybe something click, you know, something attention grabbing, you know, creator banned on TikTok, you know, like something, but it totally ended up being like his story and behind the, here, here's why I loved it. Regardless of the content that this creator made, made, uh, and, and it's Anthony Ramondi. He goes by conservative ant ant because mm-hmm. his name's Anthony. You can look it up. Um, it's on YouTube. Uh, conservative ant is, uh, you got to see he's a, he's a real, it's more nuance. We're all people, yeah. you know, and you got to see that he's a real person with a real family and a real story who has a real heart for, and a real passion for what he's doing. And I think we need to see more of that. Yeah, I, I agree. And uh, like, I, I, I also feel that, um, you know, both, uh, both sides uh, of the fence. Uh, I think we can, I, I mean, oh man, <laughs> talk about minefields. Yeah. I know. Um, you know, listen, we, I think in many ways we're all people and we, we yeah. And, and um, we can be <laughs> the, less internet, the internet is such an interesting place, right? Yeah. We, you know, we, we are, it, it creates an opportunity to, to say things about people and to people that we would never say to their face. And I think the cool thing about just the opportunity to shoot that documentary about and how it turned into like the story of his life was just to say, Hey, you know, behind the character, behind the influencer is a real person. And, you know, it was really neat. It was really neat. It was an honor actually to like capture that and share that um, with his community and uh, others who um, may have had different point of views than him. You know, yeah. it, it, it was just a really great way to diffuse and uh, you know what, Mark, it was an absolute honor, you know? So it was really neat to, to kind of, and would I do a million things different looking back? Absolutely. <laughs> I felt like I was doing most of it blindfolded, you know, but if one thing, and this isn't advice for everybody, but one thing that I've done is just take massive action. That doesn't always mean I'm prepared, but <laughs> <laughs> the amount that I learned post pre-production uh, on set and then post-production, I-, I can't tell you how much I learned you know, from that whole experience. And as a creative, take action and look for opportunities to shoot things maybe that you haven't shot before. 
the things that you can learn and then maybe go back and apply it to your area of expertise. Ooh, just gives you that much more of an advantage from everybody else. Yeah. That's amazing. I, I can't wait to dig into this. Uh, mm. Well, where, where can people find the the documentary? Do- yeah, it's just on YouTube. You just search conservative ant. Uh, folks, let, I mean, let's be adults here. It's conservative, so you know where he's coming from. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, his name's Anthony Romani, <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's a pretty great story. Okay, so it's, uh, it, it's entirely on, on that side. It, it's not on, on your side. Yeah, it's not on mine at all. It, I did it for him. It was a, you know, we did it for him. So I don't... Ha- I just I just get my name in the credits at the end, so that was kind of cool, right? I mean, oh, absolutely. <laughs> you, listen, folks, we got to take these little wins that we get, you know. So that's that's a. I almost want to take a screenshot and film it or frame it, you know, <laughs> just because. I mean, hey, I mean, it's a it was a big opportunity. So, um, but yeah, well, thank you for asking about that. But uh, yeah, if anybody has any questions about any of that type of content, I'm a complete open door, especially to our Fuji community. So, and, and, and to learn from as well. So not just, I'm not here to just talk. I'm here to communicate. So I love learning from everybody, even you. <laughs> it's all good, man. Um, dude, it's been awesome having you back on the show. Uh, we, we gotta, I'll tell you this, this much, whatever form this XH2, uh, comes out as we need to have you back on the show to do another we'll do another round table love and, it uh, you know i mean I'll, I'll put it out there one of my goals is to you know create content that i love but i mean we all want to grab the attention from the brands that we work with and that invest our money and time using so i mean i'm really i'm pushing you know to to make good content and Maybe get the opportunity for Fuji to, you know, I don't know if that means work with me or shoot something. I would love to be a part of that process, you know, and that's just kind of a little goal that I have because, man, I can't wait to, you know, I'm going to buy it probably and start making videos about it from my point of view. But, uh, yeah, I can't wait to come on and talk about it. Are you kidding me? When, mm-hmm. when are they They're announcing that this year or next year? Remind me there, Mark. <laughs> I, I keep hearing different things. I think the latest rumor is that it's going to be uh, announced in May of this year. Wait, what year yeah. are we in? Oh my goodness, folks! We are in twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty two. Okay, my humanity. I'm literally thinking. Oh, it's. An, I think it's twenty twenty two, which is next year. Wow. Okay, <laughs> but no, I'm super excited about it. Any new gear, I want to see how um, brands are progressing, I, and also how are they listening. How are they listening to their users? You know, I think in a lot of ways, the X-T4 was a good example of them listening. Now, a lot of people have a love-hate relationship with the screen, but look, I mean, we got Ibis and a bigger battery and, you know, there, there was a lot of wins in that, in that camera. So I'm excited to see what they come up with next. Yeah, I th- totally, um, I think, that camera and their next iteration of the X Pro series would be my uh, – that would probably trump the uh, anticipation for the XH series. But I'm a still shooter. That's okay. I think I can't wait to see what that is either. Right. <laughs> I mean, it'll be <laughs> neat to see how they pivot for the XT line, you know? What's the XT5 look like? Is it still a hybrid? Do they – I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens, but – 
it's a fun time to be a photographer. Oh, totally. It, th- this and a is, video shooter. Um, <laughs> but it's a lot of fun. The, the, I, I, I'm having so much fun with doing video. It is um, – the, the X series has made it so easy to get into, uh, especially without having to worry so much about color grading and things like that. When you have a turn mm-hmm. that's already mm-hmm. producing something great – all you need to worry about is composition and story and Absolutely. You know, other things. It's, you know, it's I probably, awesome. as we're wrapping it up, but like I probably didn't even shoot an F log for like a year and a half. And I, I think that in some ways that's been frowned upon. I've had other creators like, are you kidding me? But you know what? I still got paid for all my shoots. My customers were all happy. My team was happy. And yeah. Now when I send something, I you know, it's just been a great profile to use. You know, like especially there you, go. you know, this is we're we're in a quick turnaround age, you know, for a lot of the content we make. So, you know, if I can save an hour of color grading or, or less, like let's do it. You know, so hey, that's what one of the things we love about these these cameras, those beautiful uh film simulations. Yes. I, I, I love them. I I <laughs> I can't live without them now. <laughs> I don't know what I'd do without them. <laughs> um, all right. So one more time. Sure. Uh, where can people find you on the web? Man? Wonderful. Yeah. Um, well, just first, Mark, thanks for doing this podcast for all of us um, to enjoy. Thank you for just allowing me to be on here. And if anybody has any questions or would like to see the work, that uh, I'm just humbled to create is you can find me on Instagram and TikTok and YouTube. Um, I'm on, listen, I'm on every social media. My name's Jared Quackenbush. I'm probably <laughs> going to pop up if you search that Jared Quackenbush. Um, but yeah, it's Jared Quackenbush on Instagram and as well as Facebook, as well as YouTube and on TikTok, um, which has become probably my number one pro, uh, account is just Jared underscore quack and bush but stop on by say hi don't just comment shoot me a message and i would love to uh say hello and get to know you like and subscribe <laughs> Boom. No, I try not to say hello hit the smash smash the like button you know no, i'm not doing that not doing that but hey uh i would i just it's been great you know super thankful for the opportunity mark right on man Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show, and I hope to see you back next week. I wanted to also mention one more time that this is brought to you by Fuji Love Magazine. For the latest and greatest in all things Fujifilm X-Series and GFX, head on over to fujilove.com. Subscribe today. And my name is Mark Sadowski. You can find me on Instagram or Twitter. Mostly Instagram, though. I'm at Mark Sadowski. That's Mark with a C. And you can also check out my other podcast, Xmark. It's a Fujifilm-esque kind of show, where it's more spice of life and pretty infrequent. But if you want more of my voice, that's the place to check it out. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you soon. Mm-hmm.